Give the Lord your time. Give the Lord your time. That's the title of the message. Give the Lord your time. What does he want from you? Your time. Your time. And then I'll say several things here. One of the most precious things you can give to the Lord is your time. One of the most precious things you can give to the Lord is your time. Like in everything else in our lives, he has given to us, we must, we must willingly give it back to him. Like anything else he's given us in our lives, we have to willingly give it to him. Because actually, in essence, time is your life. People say, listen this, people say, I've given my life to the Lord, but in actual sense, they haven't. They're born again, yes, but they haven't given the Lord their lives to transform them. Why is that so? Because remember, time is your life. I didn't know that. You're not going to live in decades if you haven't lived in seconds. <laughs> you must live in seconds first. Seconds, minutes, hours, go on and on and on until you get to 50 years. Like me. <laughs> but you have to, to, to have lived those seconds and on and on and on. Then say, like in everything else in our lives he has given to us, we must be or we must willingly give it back to him. In other words, anything else also, we must do the same thing. We willingly give it to him. Let, let's look at the example of David in First Chronicles chapter 29. Just a statement that I've made. David did it so good. He said it so well. He's coming to the end of his life. Remember he wanted to, to build the temple. You remember that? Yes. And uh, just a moment. You wanted to build the temple, but the Lord told him no. And uh, he told him that your son, whose name is who? Which means what? I gave you some weeks ago. It means what? Peaceful. It's peace. Peaceful that he was the one who was going to, to build uh, the, the, the house of the Lord. And, and then David, but David didn't stop there. Um, he went ahead and prepared everything, silver, gold, bronze, iron, wood, onyx stones, that's chapter 29. And then look at verse 3, what he says. That is really not my point, but I want you to look also to look at verse 3. He says it's more over. I have what? Because I have set my affection. On the house of my God, I've given to the house of my God over and above all that I have prepared for the holy house, my own special treasure of gold and silver. That is such an attitude of generosity that David had. It's an amazing attitude of generosity. But that's, that's, that's important to know because it had to do with giving. But look at this. In, in verse 9, uh, verse, verse 10, Therefore David 
blessed the Lord be before all the assembly and said, Blessed are you, Lord God of Israel, our Father, forever and ever. You as all, Lord, is the greatness, the power, and the glory, the victory, and the majesty. For all that is in heaven and in earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord, and you have exalted us head over all. Look at verse 12. That's what I was wanted to focus on, one of the scriptures. Both riches and honor come from you, and you reign over all. In your hand is power and might. In your hand is to make great and to give strength to all. Look at verse 13. Now therefore, our God, we thank you and praise your glorious name. But who am I? Uh, let me remove that feedback. Uh, but who am I and who are my people? Look at this. That you should be able to offer so wing, willingness this. For all things come from you. All things come from you. And of your own, we have given you. If we think that way, we will really know generosity. And I think before we know generosity, we will know abundance. If we think that way, we'll be generous and we'll know the, the, the generosity of God toward us. Who am I and you are my people that you should be able to offer so willing as this for all things come from you and of your own we have given you. So what am I speaking about? I'm speaking about time. Like in everything, everything in God, he comes from him. Every good and perfect gift comes from him. Now what are we supposed to do? We need to give time to him. Our time, and in essence, is not our time. Think about when you start thinking about this. My money, but in essence, is not my money. Because all things come from him and your own you've given. Look at this, what he says, uh, verse 15. For we are aliens and pilgrims before you, and all, all, so are all our fathers. Our days on earth are as a shadow, and without hope. Thank God we have hope in Christ. Amen. But look at verse 16. O oh Lord our God, all this abundance that we have prepared to build you a house from your holy name is from your hand and is all your own. So this is my point. The time you have is the Lord's. Yet is asking you from you what you have, you have he, has, he has gifted you. Have you ever, ever seen a child that you've ever blessed a child with something? Lollipop, and then you ask them for that same lollipop. What will happen? Many of them, they wouldn't want to take it unless you've taught them about uh, generosity. Uh, but they, they wouldn't. But, but look at this then. So then God, upon this day here, he has given us, like, any, like in everything else in our lives, he has given to us. We must, again, willingly give it back to him. We must willingly give him the time. For those who have just come, I'm speaking about give the Lord your time. Give the Lord your time. Because time is the most precious thing you can give to him. One of the precious things that you can give to him is, is your time. When God's people have time for other things except for him, then without knowing it, 
They are missing out a lot and they are being stolen from by the devil. When they have time for other things, but not for the Lord, they are missing out a lot. And in essence, they are being stolen from by the devil. What can you lack from being in the presence of the Lord? The presence of the Lord, there is fullness. Fullness of everything. You lack nothing being in his presence. So people get stolen from by the devil. They may not even know it, but they are actually uh, practicing idolatry. What do you think idolatry is? Something which is lifted up above, the, above God. It's idolatry. We no longer carve images like they did. Some people still do. Some religions do. But uh, idolatry is anything that comes before God in our lives. Oh, I've been a pastor for many years and, uh, and, and, and sat down in many counseling uh, sessions. And, and mostly when you're dealing, especially, especially uh, uh, women, uh, they, they'll say about the uh, husband that he just doesn't have time for me. Because it's important. Why you are getting married if you didn't want uh, to be with her? I'm asking the wrong crowd, okay? <laughs> yeah, why do you get married and you don't have time for her? You see, and mostly, mostly is, is uh, uh, women, they'll talk, a wife will say about their husband, he just does not have time for me. He has time for, other, for boys, but he doesn't have time for me. Boys, not his sons, but big boys like him. <laughs> it's precious. The one you love, you give him time. The one you love, the one you adore, the one you worship, the one you fear, you revere, you give him time. It's precious. And, and in giving of time, you're attentive to him, what he has to say. You see, finally, probably someone like that get to come to the pastor and his counsel, you say, brother, you need to spend some time with your wife. You know that. Yes, yes, pastor, I will. And then when they go, uh, the, the wife is speak, talking, but he's not attentive. But he's spending time. You understand? It means when you're spending time with an individual, then you have to pay attention to what they're saying. Look, look at this. That's the only way to know what gives him pleasure and what doesn't, by spending time with him. If you don't spend time with him, you don't know. You don't know. I, 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 didn't, I didn't do it 100% because you're two human beings, but uh, but I've, I've, I've been for years, being with Pastor Swede and Carl, I could tell what really would bless them and what wouldn't. I, I could tell them. In fact, some, some people say, can we do this? And I can tell. That's really not who they are. Their passion is different. But I didn't know them overnight. 
spend time over the years, and I can tell mm, this one. In fact, in fact, I've, I've said like something that is being presented, Pastor Carl, and I'll say that, mm -mm, I know that. If you don't do this and do it this manner, and present it in this manner, Pastor Carl won't like it. And you do a little bit of that and say, I like it. You see what I'm saying? But how do you get to know the person? You get to know the person if you spend time with them. With time with them. And that's critical concerning our Father. This is eternal life, John 17, 3. This is eternal life, that they may know you, the only, know you, know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you sent. That they may know you. You only know him by spending time with him. We should never have any God above our God. Amen. Capital G. The one you give more attention to, you worship. <laughs> the one you give more attention to, you worship. Do you remember God speaking concerning his people and saying this? You don't want ever to get to that. God saying concerning his people, uh, you worship me with your mouths, but your hearts are far from me. I don't want that. I don't want that. You, 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 you honor me with your mouths, but you are hearts are far from me. I don't want that. I want my heart to be there. You remember that, like the song we just sang, Lord, we worship you in spirit and in truth. In spirit is the heart. In spirit and in truth. In fact, the way he told, he told uh, Jesus told uh, the, the Samaritan woman, the Father is seeking for those who worship him. And look what follows. Those who worship him, what follows next? The King James says what? Must. Must. Those who worship him, well, let's go over there uh, so that you may see he's looking at me the way you're looking at me. <laughs> John 4. Look at verse 24. Oh yeah, let's start from verse 21. Jesus said to her, this is the Samaritan woman, woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you'll neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. What follows next? Oh, listen to this, listen to this. L listen to what he's just about to say and, and pay attention to the words. Let me remind you of the words that I said some few minutes ago that you cannot know you cannot you cannot know the person if you don't spend time with them all right yeah. you see that yeah. uh, vine you just got married to to grace you're getting to know her yes. yeah you thought you knew her during the courtship <laughs> <laughs> until you got to realize of how the way he, she wakes up in the morning and the way she sleeps at night, you're getting to know that. Yeah, uh, kind of I cease to be surprised, but 
I've been married for close to 20 years. Now, but I'm no longer so surprised about Tina. You understand? <laughs> <laughs> but but, but it's, it's kind, of, kind of you get to, to know the person. I, 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 I've kind of a joke. But it's not a joke. That's what happened. Uh, again, I remember when I got married, Tina, I was, I was, I was so broke. So anyway, so I, we agreed, honey. That's fine, I'll come, then I'll stay, we'll stay together, we'll start our, our life in your house. Wow, you better walk with the humility if you're going to do that. You understand, that takes great humility for you to leave. We used to leave uh, three of us in the, we had three bedrooms with brothers, my friend, Pastor Maxwell is in Germany now, he's a pastor there. And my friend, another friend is Henry, he's a Ugandan, he's in a, in, a, in China. We worked together in the ministry. So we had three bedrooms, so everyone had the bedroom, but kitchen and everything we shared, and washing dishes, and we used to have uh, someone who used to clean our house. But then so the, Maxwell is going to Germany, and my friend was going to Australia in Perth, and I'd said I was going to remain here because I knew God had called me back here at home. So anyway, so we get married, and then I ended up just not ended up, but we agreed I was going to stay because she was teaching and stay in the schoolhouse. Two-bedroom house. It was spacious enough for us to be able to fit. <laughs> but I remember, so one, 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 I think, morning, I just showered and it had terrazzo, uh, terrazzo floor. And then, um, so, you know, whistling and you just excited your mother. And then, uh, uh, then she came to me, I think, in the bedroom. She said, you need to go back there and, and sweep the bathroom. <laughs> My first attitude that came, something tried to come on me, and it wasn't of God. I said, did I get married? Come to this woman's house to, for her to start ordering me around. I mean, that, that, that didn't fit well. <laughs> of but I said, that's fine. I went. And took my, she said every time, you remember, when, when you, you, you shower, you need to sweep. You know those, those bathrooms that are not even leading to the, to the, to the drainage? There's a word, floor trap. Floor trap is the right word. But anyway, I did humbly. And thank God I did it in all humility. I'm still married to the same wife. <laughs> but listen to what he says here. But that, that was kind of authoritative. I, I, felt, I felt a bit ordered around, but that's fine. <laughs> I, could have, I could have started saying, why do you treat, is it because I'm in your house? Or oh, you invite all devils, and they'll destroy your house. But, but look at this. You cannot know the one you don't spend your time with. Don't forget that. Now look at this. He's speaking to the Samaritan woman and say this, you worship what you do not know. Whoa. Whoa. You worship what you do not know. Oh, definitely there are so many believers. They're born again. They're worshiping, supposedly, the person they did not know. Why is that so? They haven't spent time with him to know 
what touches his heart so that their worship is in spirit and in truth because in spending time with him the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven are open for you to see and know them if you don't spend time with him you don't know him you can sing songs but there was I like saying this I tell uh, maybe more most likely I also comfort myself with these words in I tell Martin I think and the praise and worship leaders that I am not a singer I'm a worshiper there's a difference I'm a worshiper I express my 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 heart to the Lord that's why for, for me it's easy to, to go on father we worship you you know just 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 sing my heart to the Lord I said but but we don't know that song the, the one you sing you sing the written you, you understand I can just say father we worship you I love you you've been so good to me you know I just I just start lifting up my heart to the Lord and just start worshiping him why, why is that so I'm expressing my heart you, you see what I'm saying you, you you worship what you do not know we know what we worship for salvation is of the Jews remember that was before but can you think about this A statement that he, make, he makes there is, you worship what you do not know. It's critical to know the Lord. It's critical to know the Lord. What follows next? He says, he says, but the hour is coming, and now is when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father is seeking such to do what? To worship him. I like saying this, Lord, seek no more. I'm here. Lord, seek no more. I'm here. I'm worshiping you in spirit and in truth. In spirit and truth. And, and look at this, say, for listen, listen to this, verse 24, God is spirit. And those who worship him must, must worship in spirit and truth those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth that's the pattern but how do you get to know him how do you get to know him if we spend time with him without spending time with him we won't know him then we won't worship in spirit and truth um, I'm, I'm going ahead of my, myself, but let me say something here. Then you won't know what pleases him or not. You may have the word, but it's not a rhema. Then you'll pray your own prayers. Because especially in the prayers of intercession, especially in the prayers of intercession, you better know him. You better go to him and say, I'm here, Lord. You do what you want. Especially in the prayers of intercession, you better spend time with him so that he can reveal his will to you. And without that, you'll have no true compassion in intercession because the compassion comes from him and the way it's transferred is through spending time with him. 
That is important. That is important. The love of God is shared abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Are all believers walking in love? No. What's the difference? They have a known love. They have a known love. How will they know him? Through revelation. How do you receive revelation? By spending time with him. That's the way to receive revelation. You spend time with him, you start re realizing his heart. You realize his heart, you start realizing how to pray according to his leading. Without that church, there is it. We can repeat ourselves because we haven't entered into the, the true spirit that God wants us to carry. Listen, this, I've said it so many times, I'll say it again. Sometimes I feel like, Lord, help them to see what I'm, I'm about to say in this statement. I've said it over and over again. This evening we are to sing, Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. So somehow we didn't get to sing that. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. To see you shining in the light of your glory. Pour out your power and love as we sing holy, holy, holy. To see you high and lifted up, shining in the light of your glory. Pour out your power and love as we sing holy, holy, holy. But what does he say? Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. Now look at this then. There's nothing you know and you'll ever have in this natural realm that can be compared with his presence. Nothing you know or nothing that you'll ever have in this natural realm that can be compared with his presence. His presence is incomparable. It is. It is, Judge. There's something that happens when his presence just comes into your life. Something that happens. You know, I, I, was, I was looking, and I was meditating, then I, I went to look at it. I was meditating on Stephen. He's been stoned. And he gazes to heaven, and he sees the Lord standing. Whew. Everything changed right there. What is the natural thing to do when that is happening, and if you don't know the presence and you don't enter into his presence, you all will die. You are cast to the curse. You are stoning a man of God. You will die in generations to come. Premature death. That's, that's, and, and sometimes believers just cast around and they think they're doing any, anything for God. Not so. What, what, what did he say? The son of man came to seek and lost that which is saved. But many times believers think of that. Let your enemies all die. 
You heard me say on Sunday. Your enemies die and the other believers say, Amen! Let all them die! Amen! That's witchcraft to me. Do you remember? Do you remember? Before the cross, do you remember when I, James and John said this? Oh, they haven't accepted it to go to that city. Let's call fire from heaven like Elijah did. What was the answer of Jesus? You don't know what spirit you are in. You are of. Spirit different. It's a different attitude in the new covenant. And that does not mean we condone sin. Sin has judgment. You see what I'm saying? Sin has judgment. Why did I go into that? There is nothing. Oh, so, so look at this. Uh, let's go over there quickly. Acts. Chapter, I think it should be chapter 7. Look at verse 54. <clears throat> so he's giving a testimony as a deacon in church, <laughs> full of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> yeah, as a deacon. And, and, and look at this, what he says in verse, verse 54. When they heard these things, they were cut to their heart and they gnashed their to him with their teeth. But he being full of the Holy Spirit, ha, ah, gazed. <laughs> being full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God. And saw the glory of God. What follows next? And Jesus standing at the right hand of God. He saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Look at what, what followed next. And, and he says this. He says, and say, look, I see the heavens open. What? Those guys could not see even, uh, I don't know why, even if they... I don't know, if, if, if the angel, if, if he came there just finding his wings, those guys could not even feel anything. They are so full of devils, all they want to do is to murder. Why is he saying all these things? Who does he think he is? Those are Jews. Look, he's talking to the wrong crowd. <laughs> Look, see, I see, the, I see the heavens opening and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. Then they cried out with a loud voice, stop their ears. Blasphemy. That's what it is. It's not like they stopped. I don't know what. But they stopped. You know what that means. Stopped their ears and ran at him with one accord. And they cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witness laid down their clothes at the feet of a young man named Saul. And they stoned Stephen as he was calling on God and saying, what does he say? Lord, this is the new covenant. Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he knelt down and cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not charge them with this sin. And when he had said this, he did what? When was the last time they are stoning you and you fall asleep, girl? <laughs> you don't fall asleep and they are stoning you. That's supernatural. Fell asleep. Saw the glory of God. Sure. comes by spending time. Look at this. Look at, look, look at so, so to speak, you spend time, you focus, 
you guess until you see. You spend time there, you guess until you see. I like especially when you see young people, especially. I don't know what they do, mostly elderly ones. They, they, they need to stay there. But, but, but I, like, I, like, I like looking at them, especially when they've just fallen in love and the way they look at each other. They just, it's like, <laughs> 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 but, but their eyes, there, everything just, they're just observing. What are they doing? Look at this. They're gazing. <laughs> you gaze long enough, you see the glory. <laughs> and you, go, you see the glory, you're caught up. You spend the rest of your life with that glory. <laughs> Look at that. But, but you, you see what I, what I mean by, by that point. You, you gaze. You gaze. Gaze is not uh, just a quick look. It, it's just you're anticipating. I don't know how many times I've, I've stood right there during the praise and worship. And sometimes I have my, my eyes open, but I'm not seeing the, the crowd. And, I, and I'm, I'm looking forward to some, just something that we've never experienced before. I'm, I'm looking forward to, to, to have a meeting and then it stays for days. You know, it's already happening now. There's a, there's a that university is called what? Uh, in Kentucky. Check out this evening. I think they started last Wednesday, and it happened also in 1970 or 1970. I was reading a little bit of it. Go check it out. In fact, I thought I was going to watch a video, but I thought, no, that's no essence like the, the Lord wanted me to go this evening. But actually, it started, it has happened that in that university, but it, check it out in Kentucky. Just check out Revival in Kentucky. But, but they began, I think, last Wednesday. They had a service, a mandatory you know, service in college. But it hasn't stopped until today. You see there? People are coming now from other cities and they are, they are going over there. And they say the tangible presence of God. Just there. I was, I was watching some who had it when they were students and some of them were, were lecturers in 1970. How that changed their lives. One woman was saying that I'm not telling the story. I feel the same presence saying it right now. But now it's happening now. Even to yesterday, uh, I think just from Wednesday last week, check it out. You all, what have you been looking at? <laughs> the rallies in the city and, uh, and, uh, <laughs> and all, all the drama in the Senate. And <laughs> Are you looking at the drama in the Senate? You go in your white suit and do something crazy. <laughs> anyway, I'm not going there. I'm, I'm in the glory. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> but, but look at that. Go check it out. It's in Kentucky. From last week, Wednesday, I think it was Wednesday, and it's continuing. So I've stood there and I've looked. This service will begin at 10 o'clock, and we all realize it's following day. At seven. And no one left. Listen to this. You don't, you don't get hungry in his presence. You wouldn't. When you're caught up in the presence of God, you won't. You won't. 
You may have your sausage right here, but you won't eat it. Because <laughs> you don't feel anything about that. Moses was there 40 days and 40 nights. And he came down and he went back. He had nothing, nor did he drink water. When he gazed, he saw the glory of God. He saw the Son of God standing up at the right hand of the Father. And listen what, what follows next. He forgot about his flesh. Forgot about his flesh. Let me, let me say something here. Worry is such an a big indication you are searching the flesh. You haven't known his presence. Anyone who's ever worried? Oh, I thought you were going to lie in church. You see, I have my, my hand up too. <laughs> that, that's exactly what it means. You haven't known his presence. And, and sometimes, as a new believer, that's fine. You know, understand. But because you haven't known him, you don't worship him. You don't know. But when you enter in his presence, listen, nothing else matters but him. I keep, th I think in this manner, I don't know if it makes sense if I, I said this, I think in this manner, in his presence, when you enter in his presence and it's, it's tangible just around you, as you'll feel like this, it's like God has cut, so to speak, a slice of eternity and given to us. Because you want no time, you want to know what you were feeling before. You want to know even how it, how it went. But you realize, wow, it was two hours. I don't know how even it went. It's like a slice of eternity. Because in eternity, you'll have no consciousness of time. I like saying this, time is a child of eternity. It's a baby of eternity. And he'll pass away, but eternity will never pass away. Because eternity has no beginning, no end. Am I communicating? Am I communicating? Is that stirring you up inside of you? Re really? It's time. If I was going to say this, the Lord say, I need your time. I need your time. Let me make some statements here. Then we'll give him some time. Let me say it again. There is nothing you know you'll ever know or have in this natural realm that can be compared with his presence. Those who just come, I'm speaking about give the Lord your time. Give the Lord your time. There's nothing you'll ever know that can be compared with his presence. His presence is heaven to me. <laughs> you, know, you remember that song we say, His presence is heaven to me. Yeah? That's what it is, actually. When you encounter His presence, listen this, you will do everything to be there or to spend time with Him. When you encounter His presence, you'll do every, everything to spend time with him, whatever it takes. Let me ask you something. Be a bit different tonight. 
Anyone who remembers vividly an encounter that you ever had with God that just really marked you. An encounter with God that marked you. Anyone who remembers? Just comes up in your heart right now. Yep, come over here, Dr. Kabaji. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord. Welcome. Go ahead. Share it. She prayed what? For what? Give me your time, the Lord says. Go ahead. So before I knew it, I was on my knees. I found that I had prostrated. prostrated. Mm -hmm. And for a few moments, I wasn't aware of myself. And then when I came back to my consciousness, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, thank you. She spent a long time praying in tongues. Anyone? Anyone? Yes, uh, Loretta. Anyone? Just feel words that you encounter you've ever had. Go ahead. Okay. I have many experiences, but I'll give one. Uh, when she spoke about praying, I remember this particular one. Um, there are times I just spend time, I'm not exactly praying, but I'm just soaking in his presence and it is heavy. And you just lie there and it just goes through you and it goes through you. And sometimes it is so much, it feels like it's going to consume you. So this time um, I had been lying down and that happened and it had been for hours. And when I woke up, I'll give you a, a little bit preliminary. <laughs> Before this, I had had another encounter with another lady. I had seen her acting in a funny way, and in my heart I'd say, why would she act this way? And then I left it at that, and then, you know, I, I, it was just weird. So now, after this presence came to me, and I got up, I had to get, I was laying in bed, I had to get up because it is so hot, I feel like I want to run, but the place where I'm at, it's not a church, it's not where there is, spiritual people, so I'm just sitting there, I'm the only one who is conscious. But soon as I sat up, the lady had seen before acting in a fine way, she came straight to me, and um, she brought me a Catholic prayer book uh, with all the prayers mm -hmm. to the saints, and she said, you know, I always see you, and you look very spiritual, I thought you might like this. I told her, I think you need to trash that, you can never use those kinds, I mean, I was just bold, I wasn't, you know, put it up with anything. I told her this you cannot have. This is not good. You need to go right straight to God through Jesus Christ. And right away she said, oh my God, as I talk to you this, a presence coming over me. Oh my God. And then she said, there's an angel like 
I see your face, but it's like there's an angel, there's, there's an angel on you, it is not you. And so I can feel the presence, and now she can feel the presence, and then she started and said, Oh my god, my neck is healed. Oh my god. Oh really? Yeah, and the thing is I, I could not control this. You know, you feel like you've lost control because you don't know what is happening anymore. So the presence of God is there, he's doing whatever he wants to do. You know, it's kind of come out of you. So I'm trying to say scripture because I'm thinking, do I, do I need to speak scripture to keep do, do, do I need to assist God? <laughs> do I need to assist? So I'm like, you know, when she says she did, I'm like, yes, by the stripes you are healed. So she was carried, and you know, she doesn't know any of these things. Then she says, oh my God, I, I feel something else. I feel something lifting. I feel something weight has lifted off of me. So it was so confusing. Lo and behold, uh, a few minutes later, uh, we were going to have a, a, a small Bible study in like 30 minutes. People started coming from everywhere. Oh, we want to do Bible study. We want to do Bible study. And I did not call them. It was a Bible study. Like the presence was Draw them. Yeah. Yes, it was drawing them. And then after that, it's just the Holy Spirit took control of everything. So it was really pretty amazing. Yeah. Yes. But he spent time with him. Did you hear that? Still spending time with anyone you remember the encounter? Yes, Leah. <coughs> uh, it was uh, one, the microphone closet. It was on Wednesday. We were still in the blue room, and um, in that meeting, uh, Pastor Davis, you were preaching about supernatural. Supernatural desire. encounters, also. Yeah. Okay, all right. So. Okay, I came to see you after the service. When I came, I was talking to oh, you. Okay. <laughs> then I don't know what happened. I was talking to you, and then I don't know what you did. You just did like this. Yeah, I, I think you're, you're talking to me. If I remember, I forgot it. Then I say, Oh, yeah, Leah. Yeah. And as I move close, yeah. what happened? It's, it's <laughs> I just found myself on the, down here. And then from that day, from that day, the, uh, the spirit of worship, I, you know, the worship you, you sing, you see English song. But I tried singing English song. You find yourself speaking in tongues, singing in tongues. And you know, you, you, you're like, what is wrong with my head? You know, you, you like understanding things, yeah? You like when you sing, you understand. And this thing, you have various tunes in the Holy Spirit, and you're like, what is wrong with me? What is wrong with me? What has happened? What has changed? You know, you want people to understand you. I mean, what is happening to me? So, and when you go to your prayer closet, you keep on singing in tongues more and more. You don't have control of yourself. You know, all those days you have control of yourself. You're singing this song and then you know I'll end here. But this thing, you sing, the Holy Spirit takes over and you sing, you sing and up to now, it started that day, up to now. And every time I always tell God, just open my eyes, Lord, the song you sang. Uh, yeah. Open my eyes, God, that I may see you. You know, every time my, my soul is young to understand what is really happening. That's, and the presence of God, the way Pastor David is saying, you cannot compare the presence of God with anything. You cannot tame yourself. I mean, you just find yourself that there is nothing that matters but the presence of God. 
Oh man, that's good. That's good. One more person, the last one. All right. Okay. Come over here and two, one minute and come with just a minute and then we'll go a certain direction. Okay. Go ahead. Are you coming, Ada? Come on, come on, come on. Go ahead, yes. Yeah. Exactly. Thank you. The, the, the prayer list is good, but disappears when you meet him. Because much of it is from your head. Come closer. Yeah, much of it is from your head. But, 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 but when you get into his presence, you realize this doesn't matter. It's him. I, I, I don't know. Let me, let me say this before she speaks. I have a th- all the major things that I've experienced in my life was I was spending time with the Lord and then he tells me what he was going to do. Did you hear what I say? I spent all major things in my life. I spent time I didn't even know. Then when I'm done or somehow he tells me oh, this is what is going to happen. Just be aware of that. And then what follows next then he starts giving me his word of how to pray that whole situation. Listen to this. Many times you think what you need is your need. What you need is your, his presence. Amen? Really? Many times you think what we need is your need. What you need is his presence. Because in his presence, it reveals you it reveals to you, his presence reveals to you the real need. Yeah. And the need is him. Go ahead, Ed. It's me. I encountered God one time when I got born again after like a meal. Those days we used to go for pounds. Move it a bit uh, to your mouth. Mm-hmm. So uh, the, the people who were around me, of my friends who were born again earlier than me, they encouraged me to join them for a camp. So we went whenever to a certain school for a camp. And uh, they told me to expect to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And um, I think maybe that time we were not well taught because uh, people were just uh, rolling and shouting and they were being filled with the Holy Spirit. But now me, I was also struggling on the floor, trying to receive the Holy Spirit and never received. So when I came back home, I was so grieved. I thought that uh, 
maybe the Holy Spirit doesn't feel uh, come to you to uh, okay just to speak in new tongues. But uh, I felt like I, now I I can speak the times I thought. So after some time, that was in April. Something happened in church, so there was a bit of a shaking in the church. So I okay, I was uh, putting the flowers in the church, and so I was told that uh, I won't be putting them in church because somebody got offended, and you know I'm a new believer, so. I also got offended. But when we were, uh, before we left the church, I felt a need to go and speak to the person and say so. Now, remember, I, 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 am, I am asking God, why didn't I get filled with the Holy Spirit? Now, when I went to her house, uh, there was that pride in me that I can't say so. I can't uh, say, forgive me. So when I went to her house, uh, she had a, a dog. So you, could just, you couldn't just enter her house. So I tried to think of how to get to, to call her. I, no, I don't want to go. But I kept round, round, round until I felt I knelt down. I repented and I told God, help me to go and say sorry. Then imagine I opened the gate, entered the house, the dog didn't come. When I was, when she saw me, she offered me a drink. That's when the dog came. But uh, the, the owner already had closed the dog. Then, after they prayed for me, actually they prayed for me, they accepted my repentance. But uh, when, I went, when I was going back home, it was around uh, seven, I started asking myself, hey, I said so. This is amazing. And instead of saying it in words that I could remember, I started speaking in tongues. Oh, okay. Then that I said, nobody has prayed for me. I'm not going to, to speak in tongues. When I want to praise, to say, God, I thank you, I was able to say so. Then I speak in tongues. Now, our pastor used to live around in the town center and we would access him. So I went to his house. He wasn't in, so I found the person he was living with. And then I told him about it. I, I told him I went to see Mama Flani because I wanted to be forgiven. And I don't know, I'm speaking in tongues, nobody has prayed for me. He told me, yeah, you are filled with the Holy Spirit continue. When I went to the house, I opened the door. I said, Father, thank you. I started speaking in tongues. <laughs> so I got so scared. There was a bit. <laughs> Confused, I didn't know that it was the Holy Spirit. So I stopped praying Holy Spirit in tongues. But that could only be that I won't pray because whenever I open my mouth, I'm speaking in tongues. <laughs> and so it continued like that until Pastor now explained to me what happened. Yeah, yeah praise God. Do you see repentance coming in? The, the, the pouring of the Holy Spirit, really because of. What? Repentance. That's a key thing over there. Okay, let's go quickly and then we'll do some things here. When you encounter his presence, you'll do everything to spend time in his presence or with him. In fact, if you are true to yourself, you'll feel naked when you haven't taken time to be clothed with his presence. When you're true to yourself. 
you, you, you realize that you feel naked uh, uh, if you haven't taken time to be clothed with his presence. And listen to this, you'll know when you are clothed. You'll know when you are clothed. I, now that is after encountering his presence. You'll know when you are clothed. And you'll know when you are going somewhere and you are clothed with his presence. Just, it's there. All through. Make sure you are clothed every day. Amen? Not with a, you know, a thousand dollar suit. Or two thousand, three thousand dollar suit. But I'm talking about with his presence, his glory. Listen to this. Why I'm saying this? Quickly. Quickly, let's go to Genesis 3. Do you remember the statement that I've made? Yes. When you're clothed with his presence, you know it. You are clothed with his presence. In chapter 3, verse 6, 